Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post. American missionaries need to reach lost America. Since the 50s, we have seen gradual decrease in the faithful discharge to reach the lost, to the point that today we have generations of pagan Americans. Do not miss this post. Eudokia, God's secret, sets men free. Eudokia, God's good will toward you. This is the truth that men seek. His good will, favor, grace, brought redemption for all who call upon the name of the Lord. For the latest posts on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post, Christian Persecution Advocacy Classic Warren Radio. Christian Persecution Advocacy Class Classic Warren Radio discusses our global report that finds believers in the thick of trouble. And do not miss this post, Set the Watchman, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 35, on Battle Lines. And do not miss this post, Watchman Declares, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 36. Watchman declares on this episode of Isaiah's prophetic book, the strongest and most virulent empire is now facing judgment. And be sure to get your book, The Rising by the Watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And you can get that book by going to danaglinsmith.com and also at liferichpublishing.com. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com. And you, you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. I'm glad to be here on this Wednesday, the 13th of July. Hard to believe. Just talking about it on the 1st being July, and now it's the 13th. Well, you know, there's no doubt uh, we've talked about time flying. Yep. All the time. Astounds me all the time. Yeah. Well, up front, we're talking about the pagination of a pagan nation. Now, that kind of goes together, pagination and paganation. (laughs) And I tell you in here what pagination is. It has to do with um, writing and the way we put stuff together. But this is anything but about literature. But it refers to those things within a nation that's pagan and how they relate morality, truth, and uh, redemption, which versus modern hype, lies, and untruth. And so the online of our day, and I've said this before, is amoral. It doesn't accept the good or the bad. It doesn't judge. It don't care. So, if it has immoral stuff, it puts it up. And if it has moral stuff, it puts it up, unless it's programmed not to. So, this article, Pagination of the Pagan Nation, you can read this on warren-usa.com. And I believe it's over on danaglennsmith.com as well. Because, you know, Tower, you and I have talked about this a lot. And... There's no better time to see how this plays out than today because we're woke, you know. Not us, but society is. Yeah. Well, when I say we, I mean America. I know. Well. And uh, I'm woke to the Lord, but these people are woke to immorality. And they call good evil and evil good. Everything against God, that's what they're for. Well, that's what, that is exactly right. And we're in a pagan nation. And uh, it's important for people to know that. And you see, the thing of it is, the technological genius of the way we do things today is that we can be immoral in our own little group online. And uh, it spreads like uh, cancer. Yes, it does. And you, you know, you can't, you can't stop it. And so, uh, it's really an issue for today. And and I've said this. That. You know, our online genius. 
and technology is going to lead us to hell. It's going to be our master and our slave owner. That's right. And uh, so it becomes an online world where many people find a hiding place. And it's a location for friendship, for knowledge, for a lot of wickedness. And uh, so this is really what online is. And, of course, you can see a lot of immoral stuff. And what it does is it erodes the consciences of our children and on the adults. And we become corrupt. And so... That's that is a problem, and so I encourage you to go check out the article, the pagination of the pagan nation, and it will relate technology, our culture, and what we're like today. And the problem of it is, many people don't see the depravity of what we have today. And, well, that's for sure. And, you know, there, there is a depravity. And, and it comes down from both the girls and the boys. Yes, and it does. So, at any rate, check it out. Now, we do have something up front I wanted to talk about. Cornerstone TV this week. Uh, They put a little notice on Christian Newswire. And this took place on Sunday, July 10th. And uh, it was an event calling Americans to prayer. And they were to gather at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. That would be amazing. Well, you know, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you know, that's where they've had a lot of cheating in the voting and everything. Right. You know. Yeah. And so... uh, Churches from all over Western PA will worship together, pray together, and seek the Lord as one church body. We believe God's plan for us are good, and that when we call upon his name, he'll be faithful to meet us there. Our world is in such need of believers standing together, loving each other, praying for one another, praying for God to move in our world and in our city. Pastor Jeff Leakey, Allison Park Church. And then another one, join us as we thank God for what he has brought us through, as we consider a bright future ahead of us, as we unite in passion of Jesus Christ to meet the needs of our city. Matt Geppert of of CPC. And so I I just wanted to acknowledge this. Yeah, I think it's good. Because if there's one thing we need... 
this country needs to pray. Amen. The churches need to pray. The Christians need to pray. Amen. And and I'd be willing to say any Christian that's worth his salt that doesn't see that America is a pagan nation and needs to repent is in seriously need of a repressure course. <laughs> beginning with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And the Word of God. And so... You know, I'm not sure if it's still up, but it was at pittsburghpraise.com. But you can go to ctvn.org forward slash watch. That's their TV, and they have a lot of stuff. This is this is not, Cornerstone Television is not old. It, they've been around for a long time. You said, you said it's not old. Did you mean it was not new? Well, I meant that it's one of those networks that is here and has been here but it's not so old that you know it's no good i mean okay. it, it, it's been there it's just solid well at any rate i don't know that you would know, be wonderful this country would turn around. I'd love it. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of issues. And, uh, you know, when you get online and you go through the Christian, you know, you, you get on Truth Social or you get on Getter, Parlor, CloudHub, MeWe, and and we we've been on a lot of them, and I've cut back on the ones we're on, but we're on. We have three different pages on Facebook, and we have uh, a Twitter tracker by the name of Zippy. <laughs> Zippy Doodah. Zippy Doodah Day. Yeah, Zippy Doodah. And uh, he's the one I use to monitor Twitter. So at any rate, you, you know, th this is where, you know, people are meeting each other online. And, and they use the online to formulate plans and get together then they go do them this is how the wicked do it this is how Antifa, BLM they all have their secret connections online <coughs> and they all meet at the same place they all know where they're going to meet this is how they gather to go after the justices the Supreme Court justices meet us down at such and such restaurant at 7 o'clock you know put in fake res reservations and meet us there this is how all this is happening and uh, they're wise to do evil they plot to do evil American America is wicked we throw off the good accept the bad we're leading our children into the pit of hell right now and if you want to save America get off your lazy butts and do something about it pray for seek the Lord 
but there's there's a lot of this stuff and it's happening worldwide so at any rate we're gonna go to another one are you ready <clears throat> Are you ready? Oh, I'm sorry. I had the mic off. I thought I was talking to you. This is excerpt from She Lives as a Trans Man. Story of Laura Beth Perry. And I believe we've covered her before, but it's worth covering again. Um, Laura Beth Perry recalls being trapped in a persistent pattern of believing a lot of lies. A routine, she said, led her to identity and live as a transgendered man named Jake for nine years before finding Christ. And she de-transitioned, and it took a while for this to come about. These um, stories, like Laura's, have been known and are commonly discussed in the media are not commonly discussed in the media and culture, especially as transgendered activism and acceptance continues to surge. So as the puzzle piece is assembled, she realized the truth embedded in scriptures. She gave her life to the Lord, and the complexities entrenched in the process cannot be overstated. After her conversion, Perry initially said she planned to be a man of God, but said the Lord began to chip away at that intention. And when the Holy Spirit started to get a hold of me, she recalled, the whole Bible was telling me I couldn't be transgendered. And she said the voyage wasn't easy. She came to recognize she could no longer live as a transgendered male, and she said it was a messy process. It, It was such a painful, difficult journey. She can't even describe what she went through. And through it all, Perry said God never shamed or condemned her. At every step of her detransition, she said she clung to Jesus, grew deeper in her faith, and pulled from the Lord's well of grace and goodness to navigate some of the most painful road bumps along the way. She said the first time she went shopping for female clothes, she cried. But she moved forward and decided to trust God, even when it felt too hard to do so. She got rid of all her male items and initially said she accepted a tragic fate. She would be sad for the remainder of her life. She thought she was going to be miserable, adding that she never looked or felt like a woman. And as God has a power to do, though, Perry's life took twists and turns that she never expected. The Lord redeemed and restored her life, allowing her to have a happiness she never imagined. And she says, over the years, God peeled away the layers of all the lies, all the pain. I began to let go of all the bitterness, and as he peeled away at me like an onion, and got to the core of who I was, all that had faded away. And now she's engaged to be married to a man who deeply loves her, and she's sharing her story to help others facing similar situations. She said it was a long journey and process of God redeeming and transforming me. 
and looking back on her life so far, God has completely transformed my life. I know what it's like to believe there's no way to change, and God has done a redemptive work in me that I could never have dreamed possible. So that's just amazing what I like to share those stories of the amazing restoration work of God. He's a God of restoration, and there's no limit to what he does, and it always amazes people. Well, there's no doubt. You know, only God can deliver you, and and there are lies. And it's not just in that particular lifestyle. There are a lot of lies that Satan uses, not just in the, in, you know, in her, her particular case. But she does say, peels it like an onion. And there are layers. That's true. And, and I believe there's layers in, in a lot of people's lives that God peels away like that. Hers just happened to be, you know, uh, this particular issue that she had. And, and it was a sin issue. It was something that is core in America. I mean, we push this stuff on our kids. And you can't even talk to some of these people. And the fact that she can, you know, she's been changed and she can talk about it. Oh, I know. That's just amazing. It's going to take someone like her to reach someone else. That's right. So, uh. And they, and like she said, they don't, you don't hear that in the news. They don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that's what they need. They need deliverance. There's a lot of them that's that's, right. that say that they're happy. But at any rate. Now we're talking about China now. And the Patriotic Catholic Association. Now China and the Catholic Church go way back. And I remember the time when officials, including the Pope went to China to talk to Chinese officials about the Catholic Church there. And see, now there is a Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association. This is the official Chinese church for the Catholics. And it's just like the others, the Patriotic or the Three Self Movement. You know, it it is directly controlled by China. You don't preach anything except what they tell you. But at any rate, Bishop, there's a bishop there, and he had an underground loyalty church. And uh, he told Radio Free Asia that the church he's in faces demolition because local authorities visited him and learned that he does not plan to join the official church. It would be banned with the goal of pushing them to join the CPCA, the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Church. Now, of course, be sure you understand that's not just a regular church they got one for everybody but this is specifically for the catholic church now see the problem with this is they tell you what to preach they also lift up communism over everything including god 
And he told the religious officials, he said, I told them you could demolish the church, but asking us to demolish our church, how could we? This is a place where we revere the Holy Father. While it is fine for other people to take it down, we can't do it ourselves. These demolition workers are not fearful, but we are fearful if we have to do it. And he goes on to say, to be honest, we are not afraid. What are we afraid of? For years we have been living on edge. I don't bring my cell phone with me since people might tap me. Once I leave my home, there are CCTVs around. What happens in my house can clearly be seen by others. Whenever I have guests, they would immediately send people our way. There is a working group residing in our village, and we have been watched 24-7. That's sad. And they later asked him, how come the government does not arrest him? And he responded that he actually wants to go to prison, but the, co uh, the government wouldn't do it because he is somewhat known internationally and many people are aware of him. Uh -huh. The government fears that his imprisonment would badly affect the Chinese government. More than they're already... Well, you know, we're seeing semblance of control of church, uh, both in Canada and in America during the COVID shutdown. Now, Canada actually, uh, I think that when they were trying to shut down the churches, um, the Canadian Supreme Court actually stepped in in a couple of cases. And, and here, um, the U.S. Supreme Court stepped in in the case of California. I and, remember that. And they got in trouble for ch shutting these churches well, down. As well they should have. Yeah. So at any rate, you know, they're trying to push this COVID again. And they've officially... Tedros came out today. That's when I seen it. And he was saying that everybody needs to put their mask back on. Well, I heard today at work, a woman was telling me that her sister is a nurse practitioner in a, at a Instacare here in our town, and she had to go to training for VA, you know, Victor Apple number five and VA number six. Those are the new strains of COVID that are coming out. And I told the woman, sure, that's probably the case because this is an election year. They want it to come out. Well, not to mention the fact, if you remember back, I told you that I saw the sheet. This was in the early days when we had some doctors that were releasing that stuff. Yeah. And they're I still remember. releasing stuff today. But I saw all the strains of COVID on a sheet. And. It was too small to read, but man, I'll tell you, I've never seen so friggin' many strains of stuff. Each line had a strain. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge page, you know. And we know that, I mean, I, I've read the news on some of these guys that are doing this, and they said that they have 10 years worth of pandemics 
good grief. Now, how the hell do you know that? Excuse my French. How do you know that? Well, because we created all the viruses and we've got them planned out. Because we want to reset the world and we want to make sure you people bow down to us and understand you're not going to be able to do every anything. That's right. You know, that, that's your America and the world. You know, and that's... And Zelenko, unfortunately, died. But he was one of those that stepped up against it, too. Zelenko? Yeah. Oh. He is a Jewish doctor. I thought Zelenko was the one in Ukraine. No. Okay. Well, Zelenko is, but this is... A different one. Yeah, he was... It was a tragic loss to see him pass on. And I don't have his official thing here, so... But at any rate, he passed on not too long ago. Zelenko is... I'd have to look and see. Because there's... It is a, another one of those names... And I can't think right now what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't either. But at any rate, I hated to see him die. And uh, I can see him. But I, I can't, you know, I didn't know the man. I know of him. You know, we're, we're talking about church attacks. And this is in America. And it's been some time ago we had other church attacks. Uh, during, actually, the time Obama's in office, we had a lot of church attacks. We did. It seems that he fomented, you know, <laughs> he, he was elected for two terms. seemed like all of a sudden it was okay. Yeah. But at any rate, most of you probably heard this. This is an Alabama church. And there was a shooting there that left three of them dead. Oh, my goodness. And uh, the suspect was uh, a guy by the name of Robert Smith. And he killed uh, an 84-year-old 84, 84 man, a 75-year-old woman, and an 85-year-old woman. Oh, man. And it was inside a St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Alabama. And, you know, this guy, the shooter, was subdued by a guy in the church. He used a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know... And that's one thing in churches you have is folding chairs because of potluck dinners and stuff. And uh, and it was during a potluck dinner, so that's why, why he, he must have had a, a folding chair. And the guy that did the shooting was an occasion, occasional attendee. Good grief. And he sat alone. 
and rebuffed attempts, uh, attempts from others to invite him to their table. And you know, this this is sad. It is. Um, because the church, you know, you know, we do have cliques in our churches. And it's not a clique that we planned. But you gather around people that talk to you and you have common interests. It's a natural attraction at times. Now, Tim, my father-in-law, he's dead. He passed on. But he could talk to anybody, anywhere, at any time. He could. He didn't know a stranger at all. And it didn't make a difference to him. If they started talking to him, he'd sit there all day and talk to them. And now, see, there are a lot of people that aren't like that. And when you get into church, you know, there's people that get around and, and they want to talk and be around a bunch of buddies. And there's others that just are not that way. And, uh, you know, and that's the way it is. But, uh, you know, it tells us in the church, you know, we have to have the love of Christ, but we need to protect our members. And anymore with these, with all of our people coming in here, this is the worst in, in the history of America, all the people coming in here right now. This is the absolute worst. And... Uh, Biden, you know, people today ask Biden, you know, if he was going to run again. He says, sure, haven't you seen the polls? <laughs> and he says, we've got the, you know, go look at the polls, you know. And he was talking about how great everything was. Maybe he thinks the lower numbers of the polls are good as opposed to, you know, um, being from 1 to 10 and 1 is good. Well, see, I think he was over in Israel when they asked him this because he's over in Israel. They had to show him where to stand. I mean, this this is really tough, trying to pretend that he's cognizant. It's embarrassing, I think, for America. You know, and he doesn't know the polls. He has the worst poll in history of a president. Right now, he's the worst president in history. I think his rating was 29, and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it was that high. Well, you're going to be shocked when I tell you that he's not the only one. Both of the Bushes were in the were down there as well, and I can't remember, but there were a couple of other. One of them was Carter, and I and I can't remember. It seems like there was four of them, along with Biden. And I'm glad someone wrote that article because Biden isn't by himself. <laughs> But see, the, the others that are down there, though, they didn't do what Biden's done in making this America the most threatened it's ever been. And we really have issues right now with this country. It's, it's tragic. It's horrifying. I'm, I'm deeply troubled about it. Yeah. And so we're going to move on, but uh, I want to cap pagination of a pagan nation you know we need to understand this is a pagan nation and technology is helping us to get there there was a, uh, a prayer event where all the churches got together in Pennsylvania 
we need to pray for America. China controls all the churches or persecutes anybody that doesn't obey. And that tells us that America may be that way if we don't wake up. And then we talked about the Alabama church being attacked. Folks, our churches are going to be open to more attacks. There's going to be persecution and more troubles than you've ever seen. And the reason that's going to happen is twofold. One, this nation has fallen away from God. And two, Biden has opened the borders as never before. And you can guarantee between the drugs coming across and the terrorists that want to come across, along with the crooks that are coming across, this is going to be a really bad place to be. So you better pray. You better watch out for your families. You had better wake up if you're not awoke. Now, I get a lot of emails, and I got an email from a major ministry. And they were talking about all the signs, and they said, well, you know, all that has to happen, we need to go in the rapture before the rest of it can happen. Now, I'm here to tell you, whether you like it or not, you need to throw out this misguided pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib crock. There's one time he's coming back, and he will come back at, at such a time. But if you think that you're going to go in the rapture before it gets really bad, I got news for you. It's already bad now. Christians for years and years have been slaughtered around the world, and they didn't go in no rapture yet. So Americans need to get their theology straight, even though they can pinpoint everything out and swear that this is right. So at any rate, you can take it for what it's worth. I don't care if you believe in a pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. That doesn't, I, I could care less. If you want to, help yourself. But I'm here to tell you that there ain't nothing that's going to stop this, let alone American theology that's in the church, which is wrong. And it's been wrong since it was taught. End of story. And you can believe whatever you want to. You can help yourself better way to do it is just trust the Lord and say he will be with me and when he's ready and he comes I'm going to be ready and waiting which is what he says we need to be blessed is that servant whom the Lord finds doing what he's supposed to be doing when he shows up that's that's the blessed servant it's not inside your church hiding from all the wickedness saying God take me in the pre-trib rapture I don't worry about that. But if the Lord decides to come early, I can guarantee you Tower and I are ready to go. But we cover a lot of this stuff, and I'm here to tell you that right now the persecution of the church is already bad. So don't try to square it away and say, well, all of a sudden, you know, we got to go in a rapture because it's going to start getting bad. It's time for the church to wake up. Amen. So, you ready for your next one? Yes. Okay. This is a statement by the Warren, the WIBR Warren Radio. Miracles, Jesus, and life. 
You never know when in our daily time period something happens which crosses the barrier of life and into the realm of death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and for one family they experience this firsthand. And this story comes to us from CBN. It's an excerpt from CBN. It's about Annie Powell, and when she was nine years old, tragedy struck. She drowned in a swimming pool. She doesn't remember much about the accident, but she remembers a man in white who helped her in an unforgettable visit to heaven. And Annie's dad remembers, I noticed a man was bringing out a young girl, and she had just, she was just drooped over his arms, and he was asking for help. He said, help me, help me. And as the lifeguard jumped in to do, begin CPR, pastors Dave and Kathy Powell realized the girl the drowned girl was their daughter Annie and Kathy recalls during the CPR I noticed that Annie was blue from her chest up and her eyes were rolled back in her head she looked so lifeless and she was my little girl she was only nine and I felt very helpless and I was asking God God don't take her let her come back and Dave shares I was at her feet and just praying that the CPR would work but just praying that she would come back to life. And at that point in this event, the Powell's Home Church held a special time of prayer for Annie and her family. And the church prays, Annie arise, Annie arise. And um, the mother says, and as they were praying, rise, Annie arise. That, That touched my heart. And from that point on, I knew in my heart she would be okay. And so the prayers continued through the day and night, and the next day at the hospital, Dave and Kathy got good news. Annie's oxygen and blood levels had started to improve. And two days later, on a Wednesday afternoon, doctors brought Annie out of her coma. And as she awoke, doctors asked her to move her fingers, looking for signs that she was aware and could move. And Kathy remembers... The doctor was leaning over her, and Annie thrust her fist in the face, and the doctor said, She's going to be okay. And I knew my feisty little Annie was back. And the father says, You know, obviously, an answer to prayer. We're thanking Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We're just praising God. And Annie said there was a man in white that helped her in the pool. And um, when this incident happened, she doesn't remember much, and she was um, she does remember going to heaven. And while in the helicopter, Annie died and had to be res- resuscitated. And she shares, I saw butterflies. They were all different colors. They weren't just regular colors, you know the everyday colors they were colors you can't even imagine i felt very happy and joyful and very loved and i just felt it all around me and she says she remembers someone helping her in the pool and there was a man in white who was helping me in the pool i think maybe it was jesus or maybe an angel and so just five days after drowning she was released from the hospital with no cognitive or physical impairments and no memory loss and today she's happy doing well in school and 
she and her parents tell everyone nothing is impossible with when you trust God. And today Annie says, I'm very happy today because I get to do hobbies that I like, like riding my bike and reading books. And when I pray to God and think of my miracle, I always say, thank you, God. Thank you for letting me live. And her father said, you can, you can trust and rely on him that no matter what you go through, God is there to help us through. And I just want to encourage everybody that he is the God that can make the impossible possible, the mother says. That's true. Nothing's impossible with God. That is true. He is unlimited in all that he does. Well, you know, especially today with increased troubles. Mm-hmm. And our hope is in the Lord. We have That's to believe right. that the Lord will move supernaturally. Amen. There will be miracles. That Jesus is Lord over all or he isn't Lord at all. Yahshua, Jesus Christ. It's Lord of all. Amen. is the resurrection and the life amen and so when we and we've been reporting for a long time the miracles overseas and every day and you know every week there's some miracle that's being reported that's true all the time and so you may think that the devil's winning but there is a supernatural battle going on in America and around the world for the souls of men and so thank God for stories like this trust in the Lord have faith and seek his face now some time ago I mean many years ago we've been doing our advocacy broadcast for quite a number of years uh, we used to warn about the Egyptian church. And the big issue, of course, was the persecution of Christians over there, the persecution of their churches, uh, you know, physical attacks, stealing their daughters for brides, you know, raping their women, and out and out killing them. Now, it used to be pretty bad and and recently you know the last number of years it's kind of quieted down and uh, because al-sisi who is the uh, egyptian president this he actually took over during a time of a lot of chaos in egypt and he has been quick to defend the rights of christians but there's an editorial out of Barnabas Fund.org. Now Barnabas Fund is one of those organizations that when you donate money to them they guarantee everything goes to help those who they're helping. And you know the crux of the article is beware of unintended consequences. Now see they wanted churches, so Al-Sisi granted 2,401 licenses out of the 3,730 people that applied or organizations. I mean, that's, that's a big amount. I mean, you have a difference of 1,300 about 
Yeah. You know? And so so you got 2,401 new licenses to build churches. Well, guess what? Now, see, what the, their law did that Al-Sisi pushed was to remove the Ottoman-era restrictions which stopped the church buildings in 2016. See, there, there's been all kinds of trouble in there. And, well, what happens is is that the churches are facing persecution. And they make the case that when you apply for a license, the license allows you to have a church, but it does not secure peace or safety or freedom. That's too bad. Now, in America, we have had freedom, and a lot safer than everywhere, and freedom, because we're freedom religion. It's in our Constitution. A lot different than the freedom of religion that other countries have. It's always been a hallmark in America. But see, over there, as, as uh, Barnabas points out, there was a group of Christians in Al-Hala who applied for a license. And he said they were not necessarily mistaking in doing so, but their good, sensible actions had unintended consequences. And there's a whole other article about that, but they were, um, they faced persecution. And of course, he relates it to the believers in the West. And he said, it's not wrong to take steps to maintain our freedom of worship, liberty, and to tell people about the gospel or the right to express biblical views. But we must also remember that doing so may inadvertently lead to more persecution. I've always said that for years, going back in the 70s. I've always maintained that if the churches had preached the gospel like the early apostles did, then we would have had persecution in America. That's right. Tantamount to what we see overseas. And I still maintain that. The churches is, I mean, the problem is, is that we never did preach that. And so now today, you know, because we didn't have no salt, we have a lot of churches, but no salt. And it doesn't matter how much, how many Christians we have, churches we have. We are a pagan nation today. We are corrupt. You have generations of kids that are woke and they haven't a clue. There, there's a lot of them that are seeking Satan. And they're, you know, they identify as a Satanist. And, and I know very well about this. I've been contacted in the ministry by one kid in particular that said he served Satan and Jesus. And I, and I spent time writing him to tell him, you can't do that. And see, the thing of it is, is that they make a point. Just because you have a right and you can have a church, the message is what they hate. And like Paul said, to those that hate or do not believe, 
the aroma of the gospel is death to them. But those who do believe, the aroma or the truth of the gospel is life to them. And that's, that's right. because the unbeliever is in darkness. It's death to them. And we have a lot of that. I, I would say a good majority in America Tower. Oh, I believe we do. And so they leave with our hope must be in Christ who has overcome the world, John sixteen thirty three. That's right, amen. And, and that's really what it is. And you, you cannot jump around this. I mean, we see Christians in Nigeria. This is the biggest place that, that they get hit. And the Fulani and uh, Boko Haram both are really big uh, as far as enemies of the gospel there. And it's terrible what they're doing to the Christians there. And the Hindus in India have been terrible with the Christians there as well. China has practically thrown, well, they have thrown the Lord out of the sanctuary and out of the city and out of the country. And Z and the Communist Party declare themselves God and rulers over the God of heaven. Now see, this is exactly what the Antichrist is going to do when he comes. And he will shake his fist at God. He will bring deception with him. And Paul warns in Second Thessalonians 2 that there's going to be a delusion that will be sent to this society, this world, because they reject the love of the truth, which is... For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. It's the gospel. It's sad that they do that. It's tragic. So we encourage you to remember these stories, to pray for the persecuted brethren. Pray for America and you yourselves. Pray for your family. Believe in miracles and understand we are living in perilous times. You have to be led of the Spirit. You have to be seeking them, and you've got to be prepared. Persecution is not going to stop. Things are not going to tone down right now. No, I think they're ramping up. I'm going to continue to do so. Well, it would be nice if it would suddenly all quiet down and we could all get along like a bunch of old friends. Yes, it would. And we wouldn't have all this going on and the nations wouldn't be shaken and everything is just nice and you can, you know, take a deep breath and enjoy the change. But I got news for you. It's not going to. There's too many signs otherwise and uh, it's the shaking right now and it's the lawlessness we have massive amounts of lawlessness as we never have but the lord is coming and so with that we're going to have to close her down okay good night everybody thank you for joining us whenever you do it's always a pleasure to have you here with us we love you we 
pray for you and we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Be safe. Pray for your brothers around the world. Pray for us. We pray for you. We thank you for all you do for the Lord. Good night, everybody. Don't forget, go by warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Warn USA has a completely new look to it. And uh, I redid the whole website. Check it out. And uh, you can send us a contact uh, and let us know what you think. And also check out the book, The Rising. It's the latest in the series of the Steel series. The other one is Steel the Darkness. You can find them both in our bookshop over on Dana Glenn Smith. We have ads on both the sites uh, with links. Check them out. Get the book, The Rising, and read it. Let me know in a comment what you think. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and tell your friends about The Rising. This is a very important book. It'll describe a lot of things that's going on right now and what has happened to get us here. And uh, it's a fiction book, but there's some spiritual truths that are embedded in this that you will not want to miss. So check out The Rising. You can go to danaglinsmith.com and go to our book page for it there. It's right on the front page. You can go to our our bookstore, our shop there, and find both of those. And we have plans for expanding all of this, but, you know, I can only do it when I can have time to do it. So take care of yourself. Pray for us. Pray for the gospel to go out. And pray for your family. And take care of yourselves till next time. Shalom, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.